Cool. Will you do me a favor? We got people joining in online or on demand or wherever they are. Would you welcome them real quick and just let them know, hey, we're glad you're with us. Thanks for coming in. And uh, man, we have been, uh, we're finishing up a little series called The Spirit of Summer, which we kind of drug on a little too long because school's already started. It doesn't really feel like summer much anymore unless you're downtown and then you're like, yeah, they're still here, right? So, um, so it still feels a little bit like summer, right? Tourists everywhere. It's kind of the fun time to be here. But um, but we've been talking about one, and we're ending it this, this, uh, this weekend, but we've been talking about one passage all summer long. We've literally just been hammering this one passage and talking about it. And let me show it to you one more time. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says this. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, there's no law against these things. So these are the things that we feel like if someone thinks of someone following Jesus, hopefully these are the things that they're seeing, maybe not other things. And what does following Jesus look like? It's these things growing in your life. Through God's voice, God's presence in your life, he's, he's wanting to cultivate and grow these things in you, and that's part of it. And so we've been talking about that, and this entire series will be available tomorrow uh, on santacruzbible.org, our podcast, our YouTube channel, all that. So if you missed some weeks, you were traveling this summer like a lot of us were, uh, you can go back and catch up on maybe some of them that you missed. But we're talking about faithfulness. That's the one that's left that we have not hit. And, and one of the things is we talked about faithfulness. I really feel like this needs to be a special week because here's the thing. No one is more faithful than God in our lives, period, right? And we have so much to be grateful for. It's hard to think about that sometimes because we get kind of in our stuff and we kind of get anxious and just kind of in, in these dark places sometimes. But it's hard to remember sometimes that God is faithful in our lives and that it, it, and sometimes, and this is what we've been talking about. What does that faithfulness look like in others' lives, in your life? What does that look like? And it's crazy because we're not always, we want to be faithful in all things, but we're not always faithful to him, but he's always faithful to us. We fail, but he never fails us. And he's not just faithful to love us, he's faithful to guide us, he's faithful to heal us, to give us hope, to provide for us. Like he literally is, his unending love takes care of us and there are so many times that we do not understand what God is doing at all, right? We have no idea, are you there, God? You know, it's me, Margaret, right? You're like, I don't know, like, where, where are you? And uh, if you don't, I'm not Margaret, that's a book reference, don't, don't come up and call me Margaret later. Anyway, uh, but, um, but no, it's these moments where like, God, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't understand where you are or what's going on. But then later, right, we get that 2020 hindsight and we see that God's been there the whole time. He was faithful. He's not always big and loud. Sometimes he's silent behind the scenes, but he's always faithful to us. And we are incredibly dependent on his faithfulness. We are all smart, self-sufficient people. We like to think that we get things done and we make things happen. But in reality, we're extremely dependent on God's faithfulness to us. So what we wanna do is kind of shine a spotlight on that. And this week, and that's kind of what we're doing. And um, let me tell you how this service came to be. We've actually kind of been thinking about this for a while. We're a church, and if you don't know the history of Santa Cruz Bible Church, there's a whole wall that will tell you a lot, but basically out there. But, but basically, um, 
let me kind of sum up a lot. Megachurch in the 90s then went into post-megachurch, you know, world and kind of declined for a while, went through a lot of that. And then coming into 2020, pandemic hit and it really rocked us. There's also been a lot of transitions and changes. And I came here February 2021, uh, which was a great time to come in and lead a church. I mean, right smack dab in the middle of all that stuff, right? It was just like, it was just wild. We were outside for the first six weeks I'm here, I'm talking in a parking lot. I mean, it just, we were like, what, what are we all going through right now? Like it was a time, right? And in all that, like kind of where we are in this era is this rebuilding era and moving into the space that we feel called to be in because we want to be a healthy, thriving church. That's what we want to be. But we want to be healthy more than anything else. We want to be a place where, because you got a lot of people out there who feel very disconnected from God and church for all kinds of good reasons. And you have a lot of people who are just disappointed in Christians and church for a lot of good reasons. And we said, we need to create a space where people who feel this way or people who are struggling or people who just need a lot of grace in their life and just need a place to explore faith without being stoned in the parking lot. Like we need a place like that here in Santa Cruz, right? Uh, and so we said, this is the space we're going to step into. You know, we want to be that type of a church. And so we're going we're gonna to do that. And so la- earlier this year, I was talking to staff about this. And, and I kind of said this thing. And I was like, so anytime we hit a milestone of any type, just as we're moving forward and rebuilding, we hit a certain milestone, set one, whatever it is. I want to stop and celebrate any milestone that we hit, right? Because we, we just said, you know, the main thing that we want to do is we want to celebrate and give God every ounce of credit for what he's doing. Because God does that. And, and if we're not careful, we'll start to think that we're pretty smart, right? And when it's something that you ever notice that, like the worst thing can happen to you is good things sometimes because we kind of get a little big headed and we're kind of like, man, I am so good. I am so smart. And then all of a sudden, you know, bad things happen. You know, you know, so I said, listen, here's what I want to do. We have to acknowledge and we have to continually remind people that we're dependent on God for everything. You are, I am, and as a community, we are. Every good thing comes from God. James 1.17 says this. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. And what we said is like, we want to make it very clear and be reminded that God is the giver of all good things in our lives, period. And we can try to do good things and make good things happen. And we should, right? It's a little weird to follow Jesus and actively try to make bad things happen in the world, right? And just actively try to be a bad, that's not how that works, right? We want to actively try to do that. But here's the thing, when they happen, we have to realize that God, is the one that makes these things happen in our lives. He works through us, he works in us, and here's the funny thing, he works despite us a lot of times, right? And and that's just the truth, and so we want to make sure he gets the credit. And I'll tell you kind of how this is applied in my own life as a pastor. um, I want to love people well, I want to lead people well, we want to embrace the challenges of the community we live in and just love people well and engage that, just be Jesus. But, um, and I want to do everything in my power, everything to make us a healthy, thriving place. I want to, I mean, 
literally the staff will tell you, sometimes we just look at each other and go do the right thing today. That's about all I know to do, right? <laughs> I don't know how to do this or that, but do the right thing today. And, and let's just see, like watch God work, you know, kind of a thing. I want to do everything I can, but here's the truth. Am I the one that wakes people up on a Sunday morning? No. Okay. Am I the one that makes sure people get here? Nope. Mm -mm. Am I even the reason that people come or join online? As much as I'd love to think so, and as much as people sometimes tell you that, even though they're lying, no. You're not. I'm just not that reason, right? Somebody said no a little too loud and a little too quick. <laughs> they're like, no. Like, I'm like, okay, okay, I got it. Anyway. Am I the one, I mean, am I the one moving in people's hearts when they, when they want to take time to serve other people? Did I do that? No. Am I the one moving in people's hearts to give generously and bless others? No. Am I the one moving in people's hearts to join a group and get involved in community and start forming relationships? No. And here's the thing, I would love to take credit for any good thing that happens in, in, in pretty much any church anywhere, right? I'd love to take credit for that. But God is the giver of all good things. And when you forget that, that's when you're in trouble. That's when trouble happens. And I've watched it happen <laughs> a lot. And I've just said to myself, any single time you even hit one thing, stop, call time out, thank God for what he's doing, and don't lose focus and don't lose sight that he is the one that makes these things happen in your lives. And the best and healthiest thing I believe we can do in our lives is when we see good things, is to be grateful for them. Not be prideful, right? Not to pat ourselves on the back and go, I'm just killing it. Don't do that, right? Because it's fine to pat yourself on the back every once in a while, but it's better to throw your hands up and praise and say, God, thank you. Right? I mean, I've started thanking God for things that I find. My wife loses something every day probably multiple things a day. And I don't know how I find, I'm a good finder. So I had like a person who can lose things really well. And I had a person, you know, like you have a person who can find things very well. This is like how, like God does it, right? You know, so maybe not, but I don't know. But every time I find something, I'm just like, I mean, I act like, I'm like, man, you're so good. Like, I'm like, just thank God, thank you God that I could find that and, and, and things will be a little bit more peaceful for the next hour, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm just thankful that I have the ability to do this. And I've started just literally saying like, you've got to be grateful for the good things in your life. And someone asked, well, someone was really funny, was like, we were talking about the service and they're like, oh, so what's the milestone that were like kind of sparked the service? Well, the milestone was your pastor being an idiot. And let me tell you what that is. <laughs> because the first time I spoke to the staff about this, I could literally hear it as I'm speaking, being like, okay, when, we're gonna wait. And then when something happens, we're gonna thank God for it. And the second I said, we're gonna wait, I'm like, you're already dumb, you already messed this up. Why would you wait to thank God for the good things? I mean, like, I'm sitting there going like, it just hit me literally while I'm saying it. I'm going like, why would you wait to do something like that? That doesn't make any sense. And then it hit me like, we kind of have hit a milestone because we're still here. You know what I'm saying? We're still here. And, We've survived so much. I, mean, I was reading that thing out there in the hallway and it was talking about the church has survived earthquakes. I'm like, good grief. Like, what a stubborn bunch of people we are, right? Like something happens and we're like, we're gonna be there Sunday. You know, like, like, we're just like, we don't care, you know? 
And, and, and my thing is like with everything that we've gone through, and even recently we've had to make, you know, I don't know if you've done this leading thing, you have to make healthy changes sometimes and you gotta do the hard decisions and try to create health. And, and it's the funny thing because churches don't like that. Your body doesn't like that when you start making healthy choices, right? You don't go in the gym for the first time in like three years and be like, boy, that felt great. No, you're like, I wanna die, right? And we've had a lot of moments where we've had to get back in the gym and people were like, I don't know, I don't like this, right? And it's like, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, but trust me, if we keep going, we're gonna be in a better place. We gotta do the hard work because church can't be what it used to be. I mean, that's the thing. The pandemic did change things, but there's also a whole different climate we're in now. And there's a lot of folks looking for space to be and explore and try to figure out like, yeah, what is God doing now in my life, in these people, like what is going on? And we wanna be that place, right? But the thing is, I just figured, why wait? That's kind of stupid. Like why would, why would I tell you to wait on that? We're gonna do it because we're still here. And here's the reason why this community is still here. It's because God has been faithful. That's why. It's nothing magic we've done. It's nothing magic I've done. It's nothing magic anybody's done. It's just been God's been faithful to us. And we should always take a minute, not just to thank him for what he's doing here, but what he's doing in you, what he's doing in your family, what he's doing just in your career, what he's doing in all these things that we get so worried and we have to go like, but wait, wait, wait. There's so many things to be thankful for right now. And if I forget it, I'm gonna lose sight and I'm gonna lose perspective. So we're gonna thank God for his unending love, his faithfulness, his blessings, and then we're, we're gonna do something that we've never bun, done before. We've kind of done it, kind of done it, but we're gonna do something now that we've never done before. And some of you are like, that's the thing you do that I don't like. You do this new stuff, I don't like that. So this actually is an old thing. How old? Over 20 500 years old. Uh, this is something that the people of Israel did over, over 2,500 years ago, uh, where a person would read something and then the people would say something back. Usually what would happen is they would read something and the people of Israel would say, his faithful love endures forever. And so he would say something else and then they would say that again. Let me show you where that comes from. It's Psalm 118.1. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, and then it says, his faithful love endures forever. And if you look at that Psalm and others, you actually see that it just says one thing, and then it says his faithful love endures, and it keeps going. And what this is called, is some call this a call and response or read and respond, and there's a different ways to do this. But, and, and, but today I thought, let's knock off the dust and try it, because here's what's really neat. And by the way, this might be a little weird. Don't feel like you have to do it. Okay, don't start crying or anything like, just, just hang in there, okay? I'm gonna read something and then we're gonna proclaim the same thing together. And what I love about this is I read something, then you say his faithful love endures forever, and then I'll read something, then you say it again. What's really neat about this practice and, and is that we're reading things together, we're experiencing scripture together, but we're also proclaiming it together. And we're like kind of digesting it in our lives. I was just saying like, yeah, and we're drilling things down in our hearts to go like, these are things that we need to remember. So even if you're online, you're driving, feel free to say this out loud with us or you're home on the couch, just feel free to do this with us. So we're going to warm up. Okay. So we're going to say this line, his faithful love endures forever. 
on the count of three. Okay, you ready? One, two, three, go. His faithful love endures forever. That was really good. You know, I thought I'd have to do it a couple of times. I was worried about y'all a little bit because some of y'all looked uncaffeinated coming in the room. But y'all are wide awake. You guys are, okay, well, we're ready. Oh, well, then I'm gonna shut up. So if you're in person, follow the screens. If you're online, hang with us here and, and just follow along. So I'm gonna read a verse and then we're gonna say that line again. Here we go. Psalms, I'll start with Psalm 118.1. We'll do it. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Psalms 89. I will sing of the Lord's unfailing love forever. Young and old will hear of your faithfulness. Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is as enduring as the heavens. So I'm going to go to Lamentations 3. And remember, just hear this, absorb the scripture. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance and therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him and to those who search for him. So it's good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. All right, we're gonna go to our last passage, Psalm 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. This is the last one, so make sure when you do this one, you do it big. Okay, here we go. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. His faithful love endures forever. Amen and amen. Yep. So let's pray. Let's pray, and let's just absorb what we read. And then we're gonna continue with an amazing time of worship. I don't know if y'all noticed, but Ian Pitter's here. He's like amazing. So it's gonna be awesome. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you and um, we've said it multiple times, but your faithful love endures forever. For some young and old in this room, we get so worried about the future. We get worried about the world that is coming in but don't let us forget that your faithfulness continues to every generation. There is not one generation in which you are not faithful. For some, help us to wait quietly for you to come. We're anxious, we're nervous, but help us to rest in you and trust in you. For everyone who's searching for you, Father, may they find you and may they depend on you. We thank you that your mercies for every single person begin new every single day. As the scripture says, as the sun rises, you are the same. You forgive us every day. 
in all ways, and you're there for us to help us move forward, to help us follow you closer than we did yesterday. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us as people. We thank you for your faithfulness to our families. You provide in ways that we just forget. Father, don't let us take it for granted. Help us just to take those moments to just say, Lord, I know it's you and I thank you. Help us that our praise and worship doesn't come from a place of I have to, but comes out of a place of I want to because I'm so thankful for what you're doing in my life. Things aren't perfect and they're not easy, but I'm thankful that you're with me. And Father, we're thankful for what you've done in this community, leading it through so much, yet continuing to show up. And your spirit is just with us in this moment. We thank you for the seasons that we've been through, and we thank you for the season that we're coming into, because we know that you are faithful, and all of it is you. Father, move us to continue to open our hearts and our lives, not only to you, but to each other. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.